2: This is Asinine Radio This is the weekly music podcast Where every week we get into our Fearless Beer Review We get into our vinyl pickups that lead into our songs of the week And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world My name is Tyler And way out there, hundreds of miles away Way out there in the ether Is Jeff Uh, Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio Now, Jeff uh, Let's just get into our Fearless Beer Review Jump right in, right? Sound Um, good? Yeah Okay, so what do you have this week? I
0: have a special brew, something that I don't drink ever. I've probably had six of this type of beer or less in my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard seltzer. Oh, whoa, that is so weird for me. My hard seltzer made with real fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is the fruit cart. This is
2: Golden Roads fruit cart. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, so these were on sale for three ninety nine at the gas station when they're normally like seventeen ninety
2: nine. <laughs> that's so right.
0: Sloan bought like twenty cases of them.
2: Oh, that's insane! It's so insane.
0: And I mean, I don't know if it matters, but I'm looking on the bottom of it, and it says it expires. Wait, does it say? Expire?
2: That's probably Best it. Buy. Yeah, no, this it is it's probably is a- is
0: Enjoy Buy. The Enjoy Buy date was March 9th, so that's okay. probably why they're uh, they were so cheap. Yeah, but probably. The flavor I have is watermelon. I've already had the cucumber lime.
2: And how and was
0: that? Those are like my two fave fruits, and that was delicious.
2: <laughs> You're gonna become a seltzer boy. Um,
0: I also tried the mango. I fucking I just don't like mango. Uh-huh. Okay. I always, I think, I think like all things mango flavored are always too syrupy. They're too thick. Like, like remember Kerns?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, Do they still make
0: that the nectar drink? Yeah. I used to, that was like my drink. I loved that drink growing up. Really? And I drank one. uh oh, dude, I loved <laughs> Kerns. The so, apricot one. So weird. But I drank one in the past like year and a half, and dude, it's like drinking syrup. It's so thick and fucking coagulated and disgusting. It's nasty. <laughs> But All these right. hard seltzers aren't bad, bro. They're not
1: bad.
2: Yeah, I like I like some of them. I think the Truly's are good. The Truly's are probably the best out of them. The Bud Light seltzers are good too. But some of the more like craft ones aren't. I don't really like that much. But That's
0: a nice cool four percent.
2: Ooh, You're gonna get toasty on that four percent, eh?
0: Oh yeah, about forty-five of these, and I'll be feeling it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you said you wanted to to, like get little, uh, to get a little to get a little you know wild, so. Better. Oh, I got backies Don't worry about the backies Okay, what do you got for backies then?
0: I got I got everything I got stouts I got Niccolo Vulture prickly Pear Lime Infusions I got Corona Lights I got Cool Revival Limes you, you name it, I got it
2: Always the same shit Always the same Always shit Always the with same you.
0: shit Always the same shit I'm like the sunrise It goes the same thing every day Boom, 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 boom Wow <laughs> All
2: right So I have uh, I picked up some a big beer uh, it's, La- it's a Lagunitas beer it's the Stereo Hopic IPA. Uh, it's made with Nelson and Sauvin. Nelson Savin and Mosaic hops. This is uh, apparently the first volume of this kind of beer, so uh, we'll look out for more of that. It's sixty-five IBUs, seven point two ABV, and uh, yeah, Lagunitas. I think it's what that it's Northern California. I don't even know. I, I don't remember, but
0: probably there's not much more south outside of san diego than you so it's more than like true i
2: you know i feel like every time i talk about lagunitas i always forget where it actually is like this is a very common occurrence for me but anyway yeah 7.2 it's an ipa not a haze unfortunately oh yeah it's in petaluma petaluma california Nor- norcal you ready to uh to clink ready to do this i am okay here we go what i thought it was yep.
0: like like watermelon you know these i think the reason why i like these is because they taste like i mean i don't know if you drink club soda at all yeah i do do you drink club soda well
2: i mean like flavored You've club had, soda not just plain.
0: yeah so like flavored club soda how it's like 90 percent carbonated beverage and then like 10 percent flavor that's what these taste yeah. like
2: <laughs> okay i mean that, that's like a lot of seltzers
0: it's so it's fine. I mean, I I don't drink a lot of seltzer, so I don't have any kind of reference point. But this is mm-hmm. this is fine. I mean, I will drink. I mean, we have like a hundred and fifty of them, so I will drink oh more. Oh
2: my god, you're insane! Do you still have any uh, great white left, or have you drunk all of that?
0: Um, no, we still have a bunch left. Probably have like twenty of those. Oh, okay. Look at you. Look at you. God, pace ourselves. God, I know. Pace ourselves. Rationing. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
2: Okay. Um, yeah, my, my, uh, my IPA, honestly, this smelled really bad. So I was really (laughs) reluctant to drink it. I really didn't want to, but this is a solid IPA. This is really good. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I haven't had like a good IPA, like just a regular straightforward IPA in a long time. And this is, um, it's really hitting the spot. Really, really in the spot. It's not too, it's not malty, but it doesn't have that like metallic-y kind of taste to it. So this is good. This is really good well that's okay that's just great two great beers today two two good stuff so we have a three point rating system our uh, our patented pat, pat patented how do you say that fucking word Ooh, patent uh, nope well patent. whatever pat yes that word yes uh we have our 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 famous three point rating system that everybody agrees with and uh it's where three is a perfect beer Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your seltzer, your Golden Road Fruit Cart seltzer, watermelon flavor?
0: Go. I mean, just based on the criterion, this mm-hmm. is a two. I'm i I'm going to drink more. But like, if it wasn't already in my fridge, I would never, ever, ever buy this. So <laughs> a two, but had it not already
2: been in my fridge a one you wouldn't have sought out maybe okay no so you're not opposed to drinking it ever again
0: no if i never drank this again i would not lose a wink of sleep
2: okay okay so you hate it but okay um so my uh my my, my, i and a lot of it is there too so you're forced to drink it you and sloan by yourselves um Uh so my uh my stereo hopic IPA from Laganidas, I'm gonna have to give this one a two point seven five. This one is very drinkable, very, very tasty, and I'm really enjoying this. Like I said, it's it really hit the spot. So I have four I have five of these left, and then I have some buddies as my backies. So you know, Damn. suck on that. Good stuffs. Um we got anything else to talk about with beer? Or Can you drink six
0: IPAs like in a row in a night and be- that doesn't bother you?
2: No, I could. I, I mean, I could, but it Ugh. would bother me, and it would. I wouldn't. I mean, I'd be pretty tipsy. I've done it before. It's not like unheard but just, of. Just like
0: taste wise, like that you don't that doesn't
2: bother you? No, not really. Not. Really. I mean, if it's a good IPA, it doesn't bother me. Like I could yeah, probably, a, I, could I could slam this six pack. I could slam this six pack, but I will oh. be pretty damn tipsy, and I don't want to do that because I have to work
0: tomorrow. So. It's like a whole vine of
2: hops. I know, so tasty, so tasty.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: Mm. Okay. So, let's um jump right into our uh, our vinyl pickups. What we got this week and our song of the week. So, what do you have, Jeff? Go.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's. Um, the first thing I picked up, Chase. We you gave me a Chase album when you mm-hmm. came out here. Uh, I liked it a lot. So I sought out their first album because I had their second already. And I picked it up. I of course, our boy Aldo, Desi over at Aldo's, he had it stocked, ready to go, waiting for me. <laughs> so I picked of it course. up and and I loved it, man. Like my my biggest complaint about the one you gave me was that the trumpet was just too high in the mix and it was annoying. Mm-hmm. That was not the case here. Like this was like this was good. You would you would like this. You would like this.
2: I I probably would, and it kinda irritates me because I was so you know put off by that by that one record that i gave you that i don't know it's irritating
0: maybe just like a knee-jerk reaction you just the first listen before it sank in properly you you kicked it to the curb
2: well see the thing is too like it's not that i didn't like it because i thought it was good but just knowing that i have so much good prog already like i just knew i would never ever listen to that record again so that's why i purged it i got rid of it
0: so I mean, I'll definitely go back to both of these because, outside of like Mahi Vishnu, there's not a whole lot of really good jazz prog like this, mm-hmm. I, if like any. And I mean, this is this is good. Like, I'm hard pressed to find anything else that's so jazz centric, but then also very rock focused.
2: Magma, but Magma hard to come across.
0: Yeah, but this guy is a jazz musician first, and then started a rock band. Yeah, magma. I mean, magma is like just a weird thing in itself. But magma, I haven't heard all of their forty fucking albums, but like the Come three I have heard are not. They got a lot.
2: Okay, there's probably 20 like twenty. I think there's Halfway. I think it's probably
0: twenty yeah. But they're they're not they're not this jazzy. There's no uh, jazz ones.
2: I, I mean, I haven't listened to the to the first record, so I can't say. it, But yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it until I get it. But it's good. I'll probably next time I'm out there, I'll probably get it from Aldo's because he'll probably have it. Again, there you yeah, go.
1: Yeah, 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 whatever.
0: Another one I got from Aldos
2: mm-hmm. is
0: this uh, this guy Lorinda, Lorindo, Lorinda, Lorindo, Lorindo. <laughs> I don't know why my <laughs> my thing would would auto correct to Lorinda, but it's Lorindo Almeida. He's a Brazilian guitarist. This is his album Virtuoso. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, kind of like a pioneer in the bossa nova scene popular from like the 30s to the 90s like this guy has just been around and he was the first guitarist to win a grammy in the classical and jazz category interesting that's kind of
2: cool when was that like like back in the 60s or something i
0: don't know i I would assume right kind of respected the grammy's I mean, have the Grammys just lost complete control of itself at this point?
2: Yeah, I think so. I I didn't even know the Grammys were happening until it was already over. It just happened last week. Yeah, last yeah. week, and I, I didn't know about it until it was already over. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> I, I, I only knew about it because of, like, the tremendous outpouring of, of dissatisfaction with it. <laughs> I heard nothing good about it.
2: No, yeah, same, same here. I, it was just, I've only heard bad things the fuck ah, but this times. guy
0: Lorindo Almeida he's cool he was uh he's from Sao Paulo is that how you say Sao Paulo Sao Paulo yeah Brazil made his way to Paris uh via a residency on a cruise ship like he played for the cruise ship band oh, okay in his teens and got to kind of see the world and then he saw Django Reinhardt perform in Paris when he was like 19 and that like solidified in his mind that he wanted to be one of the great guitarists and and ended up becoming like a great guitarist and It's cool This is a album from 1977 I don't know, it's like 50th album or some shit This is a This is played at 45 And it's a direct to disc recording mm-hmm. And so I had an idea of what I thought that was And it pretty much is that way It's just a live Like they played it and they put it on disc Okay That's just what it sounds like There's no tapes, there's no overdubs, no editing the artist essentially has to just play the length of one side of the vinyl like it could be like oh, 15 so cool. 20 minutes no stopping nothing very difficult way to record and and i was kind of like i was kind of reading that instruments people complain cuz you know like instruments get out of tune mm-hmm. if you're playing harder or faster and that's one of the fears of recording this way but that's all bullshit this is the all this is the way it all should be recorded i agree i i
2: totally agree it should be that way because I mean, it's I mean, so at some point it's just like if you're that good of a player, you know, you can you can work with something being slightly out of tune. You know, you can kind of tune it while you're playing it or just bend the notes slightly to put it into tune. You know, I mean, th- there's a lot of little tricks that really good musicians use. I mean, I'm not nearly that good to, to do that, but there are many people out there who can do it. And it's pretty, pretty remarkable. So,
0: it's <sighs> a. I, at first, I didn't like I listened to it two more times. Mm-hmm. Because it's not very long. I spent, I spent at 45, and it's a really nice white vinyl. So I really didn't want to like even potentially purge it. But I, but I, like the more I know about him and the more I know about how it was recorded, I really, I really do like it. I really do enjoy it.
2: Yeah. So, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. That's so cool. It
0: was a good pickup.
2: Okay. Uh, um, how, how old is that pressing that you got? Because I mean, a white vinyl that seems like, like a newer thing to press on white
0: it's uh it's i think it's 1977
2: oh okay i just i've never i think it's you just never see like colored vinyl like old colored vinyl it doesn't it doesn't seem like it happens very or it happened very often back then
0: yeah i don't know yeah this i mean this as far as i know on discogs it showed it as a 1977 pressing when it came out so maybe okay i don't know i that's that is true because i like, you never ever see old, because we have a lot of old records too that are from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And yeah. none of them are colored. Not one.
2: No, I don't have any colored. Anything that was made before like 1994 is not colored, I think. some, Or maybe even yeah. like 2000. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, it seems like a very new, modern idea to, to sell records, you know, to make it flashy and I don't know. It's annoying because we buy into it.
0: He knew I wanted it too because he was putting away records and. He was like, do you see this? You know, like instead of just saying, hey, check this out. You go, but you always say, hey, do you see this? Like knowing the person hasn't seen it yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he said, hey, do you see this? And I looked over and he pulled out this white vinyl. I was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know, just some guitarist. It's like 10 bucks on Discogs. So I was like, oh, I'll take it. Okay. Like, okay. And it was like eight bucks. You know, the friend discount.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course.
0: That I, that I didn't get yesterday, but that's fine.
2: But funny. you get all the fucking time?
0: Yeah, I said that. Nichols, was that Nichols? Oh know, Grace. When you went there, uh, no, another that thing was I got so funny. You were so mad because it's so irritating. I, I like, I made them money. I made, I just made them a hundred and some odd dollars. <laughs> you, you possibly would not have gotten. You may not have gotten it had it not been for my encouragement. It's yeah, possible. I
2: probably wouldn't have. No,
0: no. So like, I made them money, and then didn't even. Then you got, and then Sloan got credit for making them. Money. <laughs> That's what true. You get you have the to the discount with anything.
2: too. Oh, that was great! That was fantastic.
0: This um, this next one I got just because I thought it looked cool and it was only six dollars, but the name was really stupid. But by now I can kind of like pick out record labels and then eras, and then think, okay, this this is probably what this sounds like. So this is on Capricorn Records in the early seventies. So I thought I was thinking Almond Brothers, mm-hmm. and then Googling like these guys opened up for the Almond Brothers a lot, but the band's name is Wet Willie. And it's their live album called Drippin' Wet. Never heard of them. Very stupid altogether. But this is uh, <laughs> this is like a southern rock band from the 70s. They're from the same town as the Allman Brothers, Macon, Macon Georgia. And like I said, they opened mm-hmm. up for the Allman Brothers. But dude, these guys kick ass. This is their first live album from 73. And they play the solid country rock like we know the Almond Brothers to play, like we know Charlie Daniels, mm-hmm. but they add like this weird funk slash soul sound to it. Interesting. It's really weird, but really good. Are they all white guys? And
2: or did you I look don't it know. Up? No, you didn't look it
0: up. I, I looked it up, but they only have like five albums, mm-hmm. and a lot of different musicians touring. And on like their Wikipedia page, there's no links to any of their albums. So they never really made it big, big. Yeah. They had one hit song from like their third album that was pretty popular, but nothing like crazy popular. Okay. But this is solid stuff, man. I was I was truly blown away because they started off playing just kind of like a poor man's almond brothers. Like they weren't they weren't as technical, they weren't as in sync as they were, but then they started adding like these weird funk flares and like the singer kind of Delivered in like a soulful way And it was
2: just mm-hmm. It was really cool
0: I was really impressed I,
2: I want to hear this now too I'm really I'm really intrigued by this
0: It was only six dollars Like this This Wet Willie album So if you ever If you ever see it You should pick it up It's very yeah. cartoony on the front Very stupid I very, usually don't very... go
2: through like The W's Usually when I'm going through Like classic rock Cause there's not, nothing in W That I would ever really want So I usually scope over that section You know Oh. I mean, who's another good W band, classic rock, besides The Who? Uh,
0: Wishbone Ash. I just talked about them, too. Actually, oh, I was in yeah, W looking for a Wishbone Ash for you. Oh, really? I was looking for their <laughs> second album, Pilgrimage. Yeah, I was, <laughs> looking, I was looking for you. And then I saw The Wet Willie, which I know has been there since we started collecting. Yeah. Because when I first started, like, kind of getting into The Who way back when we first started collecting, I remember seeing that there and thinking it looked cool because it was kind of like a cool cover.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, I was looking for Wishbone Ash. Wishbone Ash is pretty dope, dude. So
2: yeah, I'll have to check that out too. Or when I'm out there next month, you know, pick it up if I see it. God, I have so mm-hmm. many goddamn records coming my way from you. Yes, you oh, do. <laughs> oh boy, it's uh, it's intense.
0: <sighs> a lot of records. A lot of uh, a lot of money spent. A lot of good stuffs. Yeah, yeah. a lot of uh, you know. Got to spend money to make money, I guess.
2: (laughs) But not make money because I will never get rid of these probably. Oh, God, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I am dumb. (laughs) Too late now. Uh, Okay, what else you got? (laughs) I know. I already already paid for it all.
0: (laughs) There's nothing you can do now. (laughs) Um, Sloan went to the thrift store. And you never find anything good at the thrift store because... Like, you know, a lot of those people that either freak in the thrift stores every day or the people that work there or the people that collect the things from the back, they're all mm-hmm. telling their friends or they're just hiding it for themselves. You know, like there's always, by the time you find a record that's good enough, it's already probably passed you like five eyes that didn't want it.
2: Yeah, probably. So to find,
0: to find anything good at the thrift store is just, it's, dude, it's unbelievable. But Sloan found uh, Queen, their their album, The Ooh. Game, their eighth album from 1980. Okay. And, I mean, it's not like their most popular album or anything, but to find it at a thrift store is it's pretty unbelievable. But this has yeah, no, that's very surprising. this has this has crazy little thing called love. This one's got another one, bites to dust. There's a there's a bunch of good songs on this, and the second half of it is it's pretty boring. It's, it's all right, <laughs> kind of at mm-hmm. best, but damn, dude, that first half is banger after banger. <laughs>
2: it's, it's all the is, hits.
0: It's. Dude, it's really good. But there's five songs. There's also this this dragon song that mm-hmm. I had never heard and that's a fucking banger. But I never even realized like how cool the crazy little thing called love is. It's, it's, yeah, that's a it's rad song. It's a fucking song.
2: rockabilly song, dude. It's awesome. I know. Is that a cover? And I've always a, wondered. I
0: don't think so. Because th- What's his bass player's name? I John, forgot. John Deacon? Something like He's that?
2: He's the one who's always forgotten.
0: Yeah, but he wrote like the another one by Shadda. that boom. Boom, yeah, boom, 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 and that's a killer bass It is, it's, it's so, so catchy. catchy, rad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so, so there's good. a
0: couple, there's a couple songs on here on the first half that are written by him, and it just so happens to be like the two best songs. And otherwise, it's 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 an okay Queen album.
2: All right, how much did he pay for it? It's like right. it was like two bucks. Oh my god, that's nothing. That's yeah, nothing. So it was it was like a dollar ninety nine with tax.
0: So it was it was definitely worth the two dollars. So that was cool. I finally found Yes's second album, Time in a Word. I've just just never seen it. I've never seen it in the wild. I'm always looking for it just to kind of complete my collection. Now I have pretty much everything up until 1980 from them. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I was really happy. It was only like $4. Really.
2: Where did you find that one at?
0: This was at the Antique Mall. They never have anything good mm-hmm. and this was there and it was only four dollars and usually that place is fucking a rip off so <laughs> i was pretty i was pretty happy about that
2: that was and i think that's one of two that i still need i uh, know one of th- what,
0: what, what other one do you know
2: well you got time and a word right is that the one that you got yeah okay yeah, yeah i need that one and then i need uh tales from topographic oceans
0: from the topographic oceans yeah those are
2: the only ones i need because i mean yeah like you said everything after 1980 after drama is just not very good because i have i think i have big generator too and i listened to that and that was no i don't have that one which i thought i had that one no i have 90125 yeah, yeah i have 90125 yeah
0: that one has uh owner of a lonely heart
2: yeah yeah lonely yeah, yeah, yeah. so i have everything else i have everything through drama no, everything through 90125 except for the second and then Tales from the Topographic Oceans. So, yeah, uh, I have a lot too.
0: Topographic so, Oceans is really good too. Uh,
2: yes is I so good. Really good. I, I have the, f- wait, no, I don't have the f- first Yes. Oh, yes, I do. I have the first Yes record, but I have the US one. I think so, it has that different cover. I think
0: I made you buy it at Nichols. It was like seven bucks.
2: Yeah, You're no, I, yeah. That. Yeah, I ended up, you, you forced me to buy it. I haven't listened to it yet though. It's still my backlog. So, I'm like, Let's I'm kind of holding off. Yeah. trying to hold off like on the really good backlog because I don't want to like just be so overwhelmed as shit so I'm keeping that one in there for now but I, I really want to listen to it though
0: it's, but, uh, it's not their best but it's good see um, time in a word this is this is uh, this one's interesting because the cover the cover shows boobies so it wasn't nobody liked it in American it was banned but the cover <laughs> they chose in the US featured Steve Howe mm-hmm. which is like i mean obviously the best guitarist for yes but a phenomenal guitarist but he wasn't even on the album so the album yeah. itself did not feature steve howe in any in any capacity it featured uh, peter banks and peter banks didn't like the idea of using a lot of orchestrals arrangements in mm-hmm. the album and so he got the boot and then steve howe is on the front cover of the u.s release but then on the back cover it still has peter banks picture on the back
2: what? So that's so weird.
0: That's fucking stupid. <laughs> it just makes I'm looking no at the sense. I'm
2: looking at the the UK version or whatever the other the international version, and you could barely even see the boobs. Like you have to oh, like because re-
0: those legs are outstretched. Yeah, and, and then just like the blocks
2: and everything. It. Yeah, it's just like you have to like look re- like kind of look hard to see the boobies. But I
0: I honestly didn't even know there were boobies until i found it in the wild and then was doing a little bit of research on it and then it was like oh it was a band and then it was like what? why was it banned and then i had to go back and look and then i realized
2: it's <laughs> how like know. not remarkable it is you know it's so silly like yeah i mean it was 1970, what's more silly, that silly it was banned
0: or that they put a guitarist on there that wasn't even on the album and then on the backside featured the old guitarist anyway
2: i mean both i mean both are really stupid
0: very dumb
2: so this this record also didn't get very good ratings. Two out of five stars. I got a D, D rating. Hmm. But you said it's good. It was.
0: This one's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as, I, as as I trust you like more Yesco, than this. Goes, yeah. Just fuck Wikipedia is nothing. Even <laughs> though we use it for everything, <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia is nothing. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I mean, talk All about right. like, kind of a little rough around the edges as far as like the arrangements are concerned. Like you can definitely tell they're kind of getting their feet wet with it they were they were using a lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of orchestra just to kind of use an orchestra rather than fully integrate it into their music as like later albums will be even like the next album like the yes album and then fragile and then that close to the edge like those three next records are just absolutely fucking perfect so this is a good stepping stone from their first album which is nothing like yes at all kind of and then (laughs) till now. So it's, you know, it's good. It's a good album. It was worth
2: $4. I, I mean, I I believe you. I mean, $4 is nothing. That's that's the great thing about prog records is that they're never expensive. Never, ever. Yeah. Ugh, except for Magma, and that's annoying. But whatever. We talk about Magma a lot, and that's annoying too. But whatever. Everything's annoying. There's
0: a lot of other cool, like, you ever listen to Gentle Giant? No. Gentle Giant's
2: really cool. I, I think I've heard yeah. of them, but I've never... Listen to their music You
0: probably recognize like The cover of their first album It's just an ugly face Of like an old Smeagol Looking dude <laughs> If you saw it You probably recognize it Oh yeah Let's see they're, they're a good band too
2: Their first record you said? Yeah. yeah They have a They have a lot of Wikipedia stuff Yeah I've never seen that album cover Never Really? No I've never seen it <laughs> That's so it's ugly so though ugly. It's so ugly <laughs> Oh boy I'm interested, though. I'm interested in checking this out.
0: They're a cool band. Yeah, they're a cool Hmm. band.
2: I'll keep the tab up so I don't forget. Band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I did want to mention, because we talked about Magma several times already, they have 14 uh, studio albums. They have, like, 16 live records. So, there you go.
0: Damn. Yeah.
2: I'm interested in hearing some of their live records.
0: That's including, like, because they took a break from... Like nineteen eighty to like two thousand, didn't they? Like yeah, like they, twenty years. They did
2: night up until nineteen seventy eight. Then they did an album in nineteen eighty four. And then their next one was in two thousand four. So and then Damn. since two thousand four they've put out what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven records since two thousand four. So yeah, a good twenty year. B- gap. So man, they're so good. I mean, I haven't listened to like modern magma, so I, I can't say about that, but the stuff from the seventies is so good. So good. Anyway, I think sorry. I've
0: only heard stuff in the seventies, and it's all been great.
2: Yeah, so good, so
0: good, so 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 it's so unique, so so different already. Because Prague's already so different from music anyway, and there's there's is like Prague Prague. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> they 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 just stand out, kind of like Mahavishnu does. They just they're a standout band. It's they're cool, so yeah. cool. Okay, so what else you got?
0: So, I picked up this 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 band called vanilla fudge their their first album vanilla fudge i just okay. I see it all the time I see it everywhere and it sounds stupid the The group name is dumb the cover's uneventful, but every time I've been like <laughs> researching just you know classic psychedelic rock albums, this band always pops up, and this album always pops up and so I saw it for like five bucks and i I found something good inside too. I'll tell you at the very end but Okay. I picked it up for like five bucks. I was like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. So I'll check it out. This is uh, this is 1967. This is very heavy, very slow, psychedelic music. This is, like, this band clearly inspired a lot of other bands. They were a huge inspiration for Deep Purple. And this album is almost all covers. And they're yeah, all I was going to say that. I'm at looking at it speed. right now. Oh, they're God. all played at half speed. So it's just... <laughs> Like, they're not metal-like at all, but everything is very sludgy, dude, and it's very slow, and it's so cool.
2: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. first,
0: I think the first, the first one is, is a Beatles cover. I can't remember what song it was. Yeah, it's
2: El Ticket War to Ricky Ride or something. Ticket to Ride?
0: Yeah, Ticket to
1: Ride. No, it's Ticket to Ride. I
0: swear yeah. I, I, I thought that the album needed to be played at 45, because so, it was so fucking slow. And so, I <laughs> so did you switch to 45. it? Yeah, I did, and I was like, okay, that just, that just doesn't sound right at all. And so then I said, okay, I guess this is what it's supposed to sound like because like nothing about this band and the name and the cover led me to believe that it's gonna sound like this. Nothing. Yeah, interesting. And it was really good. You definitely should pick this up because it was so fucking cool.
2: Okay, okay. I'm I'm definitely interested now. That's sounds cool. And but it's, it's weird. Like, like a, it's
0: always like, like 6 covers. $7. Though?
2: I've never. I'm looking you know, at the you know, cover and I've never seen it. Or at least I don't think I have.
0: You've probably it's so popular it's 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 everywhere. I see every record store that I go to, it's always there, and I know it's always there because I hate the name. I think it's sounds stupid.
2: <laughs> vanilla fudge
0: <laughs> but their name is vanilla fudge because they were named something else, and then they couldn't use it or whatever. and so like a a girlfriend of the band, her grandpa used to call her vanilla fudge, and so they they kept laughing making fun of her and she's like, "You should name your band that and then like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots <laughs> So that's kind of funny. But yeah, okay. so check this out. I was I bought this at the antique store too. It was like five bucks, and I opened it up, and there's a Ramones record in there. And it's oh. the same, the same one that I have. It's Subterranean, something, jung- Subterranean Jungle, and I have that one um, with the casing and everything. But the, I just got the disc on inside this sleeve or whatever. So. That was kind of cool to open it up and find like a Ramones record slipped in yeah. there. Somebody probably trying to steal it or something. Left it oh, in probably, order. yeah. <laughs> Fucking chase But stuff. yeah, dude. So now I got this uh, just like a Ramones disc. I'll probably trade in.
2: Yeah, get a, Maybe like get what, like, probably five bucks for it?
0: Yeah, five, ten bucks. Yeah.
2: Is it a popular one so or no? was,
0: Um, I mean, mine, the median on Discogs for mine is like $45. And like the high being like $60, $70. Damn,
2: that's crazy. So fucking ramones man i just don't get it i just don't get it like they're good but they're not like well like legendary status come on
0: i get why their image is popular i just i just wish that people would realize that they're a pop punk band and um they they just started the punk image not 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 the punk sound they just
2: they just Uh, didn't yeah the students
0: did it before him True, yeah, they, was doing a punk thing before he what they were mc5 was, was just kind of too. Embrace, all they did was just just embrace like the punk image
2: and yeah i it. guess so and the downstrokes really that's what johnny was known for was the downstroke guitar
0: playing the velvet underground was way before them too
2: yeah that's true i don't know ramones are overrated that's just the gist of it
0: that is I, you and i both agree on that <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just real quick, I listened to the Exorcist soundtrack last night, and it was a gift for me. me. I don't know why this person bought it. I don't listen to soundtracks (laughs) like this. I don't like soundtracks at all, because unless it's from a movie, I really, really know, or unless the music is really iconic. Why the fuck am I listening to a soundtrack? So this is like 30% music, and then 70% just eerie noises, like doors creaking, and then it was fucking dumb, dude. This is stupid. Something to play like play. on
2: Halloween, you know. Well, I mean, the, the like
0: presentation it. was was fantastic. The gateful was beautiful. There was an insert that had like the story of of kind of how the music was made. Actually, kind of tying into your your weekly pick, I think his name is Jack Niche, Jack Nietzsche or something. He mm-hmm. um, he scored the movie, but he also played with uh, Crazy Horse, who played with. Um, Fucking Neil du- or Neil, Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> Neil Diamond. Yeah. Neil
0: Diamond. Neil Young. <laughs> Dude, Neil Young would like kill me if he heard me say that though, because he's, <laughs> he's 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 uh, he probably would not take that well. To yeah. Honest. He seems
2: kind of like an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. Uh,
0: he's just he does does you know, he's he's a punker. And Neil Young is kind of a punker.
2: Uh, uh. He's a punker maybe if,
0: if if you see some of the shit that or if you read some of the stuff that he says about like the music industry about oh he hates the the music, music industry. in general he's he's a punker he's like he's like Steve Albini he's a punker but <laughs> the extra soundtrack was was I'll never listen to this again but uh, it was it was notable for having kind of uh, catapulted Mike Oldfield and the whole Virgin Records thing, because yeah. Tubular Be Bells was was a part of The Exorcist soundtrack, and I was reading the the excerpt that that this Jack Nietzsche guy wrote, and he had said that even like to this day he never he never met Mike Oldfield, he never talked to him, what? he was never like he never thanked him personally. Mike Oldfield never thanked him personally, and he never met Richard Branson either, because Richard Weird. Branson clearly backpacked off of the success of Mike Oldfield, and that's what launched Virgin Records. So
2: oh yeah, absolutely.
0: That's very bizarre that, like, they never came into contact with it, with each other.
2: Yeah, very, very strange. Okay, yeah,
0: so that leads me to my weekly pick. My weekly pick is coming from uh 606 Records. I sent them 20 bucks, first of the month, and they sent me something back. Cool. Okay. And this month, I asked them to send me just kind of, like, just some psychedelic rock shit. And they sent me this band called Rangda. Rangda!
2: hmm
0: And... It's from their 2016 album, The Heretic's Bargain. And the song is called To Melt the Moon.
2: Man, I was so and confused about this. When you put this pick up, I'm like, why Why did you pick this up? Like, it's modern. It's just so weird and out there, but it's fantastic.
0: Well, there's no way that either of us would ever pick this up because we've never heard of it. And it's going to be too expensive to, to take a gamble on. Yeah. Because they left the price tag on and whatever. So they're probably selling it for like $18. And it's going on discogs for like, you know, twelve, fifteen dollars. And like I'm not gonna take a gamble on a fifteen dollar record. No, I'm just not no, gonna no. do it. Not at all. It's too much. I agree. So outside of like asking somebody for help or or getting a recommendation like I did with these guys, there's no way I ever would have listened to this. And like it really sucks because this is phenomenal. This is this is like exactly what I wanted. And it's funny because I asked them to give me some like like jazzy poetry stuff and they sent me that uh, oh yeah irreversible entanglements thing and that was exactly what I was looking for <laughs> and then I asked them to send me some like cool psychedelic rock shit and they sent me this and I was like, holy fuck dude this is this is rad this is there's just three guys here and I guess they're all from like different bands and they're all they're all respected regionally from whatever band that they're in yeah so they kind of formed like a super group I guess okay. for all three of them and Most, if not all, of their stuff is just improvised, and it's just, I don't know if they do, like, direct to to disc, like our boy Lorindo Almeida, but (laughs) this is, uh, it seems like it. This is, I don't know, man. I, the the best way I can get kind of described was, like, psychedelic surf rock. Yes, that's. Because there's a lot of twang, a lot of verb, and it was, like, surf rock on a lot of acid. There's
2: a ton of surf rock here. It was fucking sick. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play the song that you put to melt the moon by Ringda. Oops, by Ringda. the song to melt the moon from the band Ringda. Ringda, so good i mean i would i would definitely pick this up if i saw it in the wild this was like this was so cool so fucking cool
0: this is this was coming off of i, I don't know what band started i think it was the acid mammoth
2: oh yeah you how, you told me about I, that band
0: i came across them and that like spurred this I don't know this weird like psychedelic doom metal thing that (laughs) I'm still in and I just can't get out of it I don't want to get out of it it's just such
2: a good such a weird genre for you to get into like that's yeah it's that's weird to me
0: and then I I just I, I love everything about this band and on the second side there's like a good two minutes of just like feedback noise yeah And even then, it it lasts. It lasts long enough to 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 realize it's like okay, this might get annoying. And then right then, it's like stops and goes back into their normal repertoire. And it's this is a banger. Like this album is a banger through and through. Listen it five times. Are you serious? Holy shit! Can't get enough of it.
2: Damn. Okay. Okay. Chilling. That it was really good though. Very very good. I just sent you a a text. of a band that you should probably check out because they're pretty cool. They're kind of like in the doom metal kind of thing, but a little bit slower, but not like super heavy, if that makes sense. I don't know, but they're really good. Okay. They're, they're, okay. they're called Earth and Thou my saying you came out in 2011, but they're I've listened to this, this record from them so many goddamn times. It's so good, but
0: I will, I will, I will get down on it then because that's, uh, that's who I am now. Yeah.
2: You might, you might enjoy it. They you might enjoy it. So, Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so is that all you got about about that?
0: Yeah, that's all I got to say about that.
2: Okay, Um, we'll get into my vinyls. I didn't, I didn't listen to a lot of stuff. I've had a super busy week. That's why the pod is coming out late because I've been moving and just a lot of stuff has been happening. So,
0: <laughs> you changed room. You didn't dude, move. You it's just it, well, it,
2: no, just because. Well, no, because <laughs> I was helping Mike out. I was helping them move. So it was just like it was a lot it was just been, it's been a long long weekend let's just say that um so the first thing here you and i both got this i'm surprised you didn't bring it up but we got the uh the mad villain record the mf doom and mad lib the yeah, yeah. the collaboration album mad villain and uh or the album's called mad villainy mad mad villainy but the group is called mad villain anyway you should already know that because it's a fantastic record we finally got it from stone's Throw. it's a repress that they put up like right when MF, MF Doom died. And uh, we finally got it. And I've listened to it three times this week since I got it. And uh, it's fucking fantastic. The beats, the flow, everything is just, it's a perfect record. It's absolutely perfect. Came out in 2004. It's the only record they did together, uh, Madlib and MF Doom. And uh, and yeah, and Madlib, he, for one I was reading all the beats, he uh, he went down to Brazil and spent like a week in Brazil and came up with all the beats there. And then, what ended up happening was one of the demos that he was making got like stolen from them, and was leaked onto onto the internet at the time, in like two thousand two. And they were super pissed about it, so they're like, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to put out this record now because of that because of what happened. And then it took like I think two years for this record to come out, just because they were pissed. It's good, Damn. and you probably hate it.
0: Um, I don't, I don't think anybody who enjoys hip hop music and hate this. It's just. I, I didn't realize it was 2004 either. I thought this was a little bit later.
2: Really? Okay, I remember... But that's... Yeah. I remember working at Tower really Records and a couple of guys I worked with, they were super into Mad Lib and I, I remember them playing this record a couple of times back in the day. It's like... I mean, shit. I
0: also didn't realize that, that MF Doom released an album in 1999. Like, his first album was just before 2000.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize he was that around that long either, but...
0: Yeah, so that, that that's cool. No, this is fantastic. This is... Um, Like Jedi Mind Tricks have always been was always kind of my bridge into the deeper world of hip hop. Yeah, because before that it was pretty much like strictly like gangster rap in that era for me. And then Jedi Mind Tricks, shout out to David Bradley, friend of the pod. (laughs) He's one that showed me Jedi Mind Tricks, and that's when I dove into like the the underground hip hop stuff and like, forever changed, and I was like, dude, I cannot believe I missed out on MF Doom and this for so long. I know, right? Because this is is fantastic.
2: It really, really is. And Mad Lib, you know, one of the top, I honestly, he's, like, one of the top producers, beat makers in hip-hop. I mean, without a doubt. He's, I mean, fantastic. So, it was a great record. I I love it. It sounds great. I mean, double LP, double LP, it's just... Dude, I
0: oh that's the the only complaint I do have is that it's not a gatefold, and so you get the oh I know
2: fucking pocket. It feels kind of cheap, right? When you're it does yeah, I don't like that either. The
0: pocket, the pocket is a little bit wider than normal, but it's still annoying. Yeah,
2: should have just made it a gatefold; would have been way nicer. But whatever. The music's there. The sound is there. I have no
0: for super cheap too, like twenty five bucks. Yeah,
2: for a brand new record, and considering that MF Doom just died like a week prior, not even a week prior. That this, pre-sale, that this pre-sale was up. So I think, I don't know, like we talked about when MF Doom died, like all this stuff was popping up, all these pre-sales for his records. And it's, it's kind of like, I feel like some of these record labels knew that he had died two months prior. So they were making all these preparations to put everything on sale to like either help the family or to just profit off of his death. I don't know. But I mean, they had to have known because I mean, it's, it's too coincidental. For all these pre-sales to it's, pop up,
0: it's 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 very weird. I mean, with that mindset, I would I would firmly be a believer if like a box set came out right after he died. Yeah, like if there was already news now, they box set, then that would be extremely coincidental. Yeah, but yeah.
2: Uh, but anyway, so I got that one. Good stuffs. Uh, this next one I picked up at where did I get this one at? It was at I think Aldo's. Uh, it was in my back my backlog. It's Zepp- Led Zeppelin, In Through the Outdoor, their eighth final album. Um, and, you know, it's not their best record. It's probably their worst record, but it still has some <laughs> really good stuff on it. Some of it is kind of forgettable, uh, but even forgettable for Led Zeppelin is still not bad. It's still really, really good, but then you look at their entire catalog and you're just like, okay, this didn't need to come out. It's just not necessary, but. <laughs> It's, it's still good. I'm glad I have it. Glad I have it for my collection of Zeppelin. I don't know how often I'll go back to this record unless I'm going through like a, marathon, a Led Zeppelin marathon. But yeah, I don't know. You, you go got to have that. it though. Yeah, like, you, you got to have it.
0: Fool in the Rain and All My Love justify buying the album on their own.
2: Yeah, that's true. Especially when it's, so, I think I got it for like $7. Dude, so Dirt cheap. <laughs> no skips, no loops, uh, some surface noise, but whatever. I'm, I'm easy. So yeah. got that one. um the next one i got here also i got this one from nichols pretty sure i got this from nichols uh yes their 10th album called drama uh this is the first one uh with without john anderson on vocals uh was his name trevor horn and then also the keyboardist changed to jeff downs and uh yeah this came out in 1980 this is the last kind of the last good Yes record. I really enjoyed this one. I, I was a little wary not having a, or having a different vocalist, but it worked really well. I, th- I thought he sounded great. So
0: I mean, so like two things. One, he he does not It's not John Anderson, but he's kind of sounding like John Anderson. So it's not. It's well, not yeah, a it, totally different singer. He's, he's still trying to do the John Anderson.
2: It's not like Black Sabbath going from Ozzy to Dio. You know, it's not not that dramatic of a difference. Yeah,
0: but right. And dude, this album was a, this, this a banger. This is probably like top five Yes for me.
2: It's really good. No, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know about top five. I'd have to listen to more or listen to the records more, but yeah, it was good. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I've never, like I said, I've only been really disappointed by one Yes record. So, I don't know. Which one was that one? The 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 one after this one. The, oh,
0: 90125. Yeah, 90125.
2: Yeah, that one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, then I got... Uh, I finally listened to uh, my ELP record, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Works Two. This is their last, well, not third, well, I guess the last good record they put out because Love Beach was garbage. And then I haven't <laughs> listened to the other one or two records they put out in the nineties. So, but yeah, out of their their first era, because uh, Love Beach doesn't include the first era in my books. Uh, yeah, this was good. This wasn't as good as Works One. But I mean, it was still a good listen. I don't know how often I'll go back to this one. It's not as long as as Works one, but because this is essentially like the B sides of that record, it's just what they didn't put on it, and it's more of a collaborative effort. Like Works was, just you know, every member had their their side on it, you know, or they had their own section. But this one is yeah. just more collaborative, and like I said, it was it's pretty much B sides from Works. So, do you have this one? Yeah. Do you, have you, do you like it? Did you like it? Or do you remember?
0: Um I don't I don't really remember anything about it. I got this one for $2 at Nickels. It was $1.99.
2: Yeah, I think I got this and one for $4 at uh so White Rabbit.
0: Dude, it's so it's like it's it's dirt cheap and it's worth the listen and I mean it's fine, but I th- I think like you said it's just B-sides There was something about it that was notable too, like I
2: don't know. I don't remember. I really don't even remember.
0: Can't remember anything. So yeah, whatever. But outside know. of Love Beach, I
2: mean, this is the other one that I, I probably won't ever really go back to that often. So, just better ELP out there.
0: Oh, it had a it has it has a song Brain Salad Surgery. That's what oh yeah 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 that's right that's notable. Yeah, but I don't know what that song sounds like at all. So not that notable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh so this one I got from this next one I got from Glasshouse like maybe a month and a half ago. I ordered it online, one of their flash sales. I think I got it. I think it was like six bucks. Uh, it's Art Blakey and the Le Le Jazz, Le jazz Messengers. Oof. So uh, this is a live record. It's I think it's a three part live record. I got the volume one. And uh, Art Blakey, he was he was a, a jazz drummer, a phenomenal drummer. But he had uh he's I think he was Belgian born, and then he lived a lot of his life in France. I don't I don't remember I don't remember the whole story right now. But anyway. He had this group and they just put out a shit ton of music they played a bunch of live bunch of live shows and put out some live records and this is like a famous one and like I said it's spread over 3 volumes I think and uh yeah it's at at Club Saint Germain volume 1 and it's really good it's just you wouldn't even know it's live like it's that perfect and that smooth sounding <laughs> you just you don't know until like after the song is over and then you hear like clapping clapping (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's the only way you would know it was a live record like there's no banter no (laughs) talking it's just straight up music until the song's over so it's really good really really good uh the next one i have here next two i should say and then i'm almost done dick hyman um i listened to the age of electronicus so i bought those two dick hyman records when i was at aldo's and, uh, so I, I won't talk about one of them cause you and I listened to it together and had a lot of zaps. And then, so I, this one I listened to the age of Electronicus, it came out in 1969. I'm not sure which, how, where this sits in his catalog of music. Cause he has like fucking 80 records, but, uh, it, it's, it's a lot like what we listen to. I mean, it's, it has, it's just super electronic sounding. A lot of this, the music on this record, at least it reminded me of like, uh, Nintendo music like what what Nintendo music was like in the late 80s and early 90s that's kind of what this record was like they the the people who did the music for like Mario or whatever at Nintendo seems like they took a lot of inspiration from Dick Hyman and this record which is really cool but then it kind of like made me want to just like play Super Nintendo so is it like like 8-bit sounding or just it's like the style of it? The style. Not 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 the 8-bit sound, just the the style of it and just like the I guess I don't want to say like the fluctuation in the music but just the I don't know, it's hard to explain. You just have to listen to it. it but it just, uh, it's just it's very, very Nintendo music. It's very like I get it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those things that where you could tell like they took from this guy because the guy was so ins- inspirational and with the his with the, the moog or the moog, however you want to pronounce it, and synthesizers. He was like kind of like the godfather of that instrument. So yeah,
0: dude, it's 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 really crazy to think like listening to the album that we that I got, The Electric Fying or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the name was, but like I don't know, if I just found that album somewhere and listened to it, I would think like, Oh, this guy's funny, he probably makes like soundtracks to goofy sci fi movies. And then you research it and realize it. It sold millions of copies, and it was hailed as one of the greatest of its time. <laughs> it's just like that kind of progressive progression progressiveness yeah. is 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 crazy. It's it's amazing. And, it's unbelievable. And it was
2: made in the nineteen sixties, not in nineteen ninety. You know, this is like the beginning of synthesizer. So like this guy just like paved the way. Like this this jazz pianist, he just decided to to start playing with synthesizers and he just like started a whole movement kind of you know it's pretty crazy pretty crazy shit it's
0: not even it's not even just because he's the first one to do it then therefore it's it's now good because it still holds up you can still listen to it today and 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 now with like a keener eye or ear think okay this guy clearly has some type of background in upper you know level music like this guy yeah. knows what he's de- doing he knows music theory he knows how to put together a song on the surface it's goofy and silly the, the the deeper you dig the better it gets yeah
2: absolutely and and like i recommend it to you like anybody listening if you ever come across his record called moon gas like 100% pick it up like it is just it's it's just cuz it has a she, there's a vocalist on it but she doesn't really sing lyrics she just like harmonizes and just sings and it's just it's such a cool unique experience and dude moon gas is is just uh, it's a perfect record it's so fucking good so I, anybody out there pick it up if you ever find it sometimes it's pretty expensive but i got my copy for 15 bucks so there you go highly yeah, recommend it. Though. it's not bad yeah i got it i got it, i got my moon gas from Glasshouse. house so a couple of months ago glass house man one of the greatest record stores Ever, so, and I've only been to like ten of them, so <laughs> um <laughs> uh <laughs> the last thing here, my pick of the week uh it's neil young i I think I'm might be a neil neil youngman uh yeah. it's his record, everybody knows this is nowhere, it's his second record came out in uh sixty nine nineteen sixty nine and um yeah, that's is i mean Neil Young is really good, I had no idea I, I never knew Ryan's being an idiot. See, this is a bad thing about having the master bedroom is that my windows face the front porch. So anybody walking by can hear me talk.
0: Why don't you close your window?
2: Nah, I like the cool air. It feels nice. Wow. But anyway, what do you say right now? He's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) 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 So I didn't hear him. He said it like seven times. Uh,
0: I heard one thing. I just heard like and that was it.
2: He's an idiot. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Neil yeah, Young. So
0: you're a, you're a, you're a Neil Youngman now.
2: I, I am. It. I just. I never knew he had so many like of those hit songs. I mean, there aren't really, as far as I know, any hits on this one that I at least remember. But um, yeah. No, this was this was a really fun list through, it. and some of the songs were like, or like a good half of the record were like eight minute songs, nine minute songs, and just he just kind of like tells a story and just not even like i mean i don't know about lyrically but like musically it just kind of like tells a story and it just dude he's a a really really great songwriter it's insane and his voice is is a way higher than i thought it was gonna be ever thought it was dude neil young is good neil young is really good it's pretty crazy
0: um he has his way of like writing music to where it can it can kind of like go up and down from being hard rock to being like straight country to being a little bluesy to being yeah. folky and it just it just goes up and down and it travels to and fro. And then because his vocal his voice is a little bit higher and kind of kind of pop punky then it just <laughs> it adds like another layer to it. I think it's I think it's great. I I love Neil Young and it took you long enough to listen to those fucking albums I gave you. I mean I
2: I mean so, you I give you all the credit because you're the one who forced me to listen to it, so you 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 deserve all the credit for me liking Neil Young. So,
0: it sucks too because I think I only gave you like two albums, the two albums that I thought were like my favorite ones by him. Yeah, but I discarded like I don't know three or four other ones. Oh
2: damn! You purged them or just what?
0: Well, just they were part of like a bin that I wanted to make some money back. Oh, okay. Okay. So I sold them in hopes of getting more money for them so I didn't have to spend money on mine, but I I was like, okay, I do want you to listen to at least these two.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I mean, these are I want to spend a lot more time with these records and and just, you know, really get into the songs. So, it's probably for the best cuz I don't want to get like overwhelmed cuz you know like that's how we've gotten with this vinyl thing with these new bands like like yes, like we we literally have like nine yes records eight elp records you know it's just like it's a lot it's a lot to like consume at one time so it's hard, it's hard to kind of get yes. the nuances of it all so yeah, that's true but anyway um so yeah my uh my song of the week comes from this record obviously uh it's the song uh down by down by the river um and uh yeah i'm trying to play it but you know spotify is great so here it is from neil young Bye. <laughs> There is "Down by the River" from Neil Young. So it's a stereo recording, and unfortunately, the mixer I'm using doesn't pick up one side. So you only heard the lead guitar parts, which was cool because it's kind of it was cool hearing only that. But damn, dude, that's a killer song, banger! It is an absolute banger, and it was cool because it was only played in one side. You didn't hear it because you can't hear over the the mic, Jeff. But because you can only hear one ear, you can hear like the microphones turn on, or you hear where the, the tape was spliced, so you can hear when like another instrument was about to come in because the static changed or the white noise changed a little bit, it got a little bit, huh. little bit higher in the mix, so it was kind of cool hearing that. Because normally the the rhythm guitar, acoustic guitar would have just drowned that part out, so that was I don't know that was cool, that was really cool. Okay, but um, also the uh, the cover. When I when I got the record out of my backlog, I was like, damn, dude, this is like really water damaged or sun damaged. I was like, oh, it's kind of disappointing. And then I looked it up and that was the intention of the record. It's supposed to look really grainy and shitty. So that's it's just...
0: It's, it's the one that has his dog on it, right? Yeah,
2: the dog and he's leaning against the tree.
0: Yeah, it's a super like super grainy, yeah, shitty picture. Yeah. So
2: I thought it was like sun damaged or water damaged, but no, that's just the point of it. It's what it was supposed to look like. But yeah. Whatever.
0: I think this was the first one that that he did with, like the band Crazy Horse, his backing band Crazy Horse.
2: I think it was too. I think it was too. Because
0: his first one, his first album was uh, his first album's okay. That one's always really expensive too.
2: Why is that? Do you think but, just because it's his first, or
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like after he left Buffalo Springfield, he put out a first his first debut album. I guess people were really excited for it. And I mean it got really good reviews and stuff and it was it was received well. I just thought it was okay.
2: Is it more I folky or what? Less hard rock?
0: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more folky. It's definitely more it's not acoustic, but it's more acoustic driven. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing really hard rock about it. Oh, okay. It's just a lot slower and I don't know. Just I, I think the cover itself really represents the the tone of the album pretty well.
2: Of the first record, right?
0: Yeah. What is that? Because it's it's just what is it's it? just his face with like water colored in the background and.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: Honestly, like I've always thought Neil Young in the whole Crazy Horse thing. I've always, I mean, just because I am. How, what's what's the right? Uh, uneducated, naive.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: I always thought it was it was like Native American music. I always what? thought he made Native American music. Why? Yeah, it probably wasn't until I was like, probably like seventeen or something,
2: oh, in mean, my so late funny. teens,
0: until I realized Neil Young was not,
2: not Native American. He didn't make at
0: like all. tribal music.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, great. I don't
0: know. I just, <laughs> like this, the, the first album, that cover I've always remembered as being like, look at the, like just look it up. It looks like something. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. You dude, You since think since we're that's, still
2: talking about it, I'll look it up.
0: Going to Knott's Berry Farm all the time and, and oh god, like I, a I lot miss Knots, man. Knots coloring and things like that. Yeah,
2: let's see here. Man, he has a huge fucking wiki. Oh, he has oh
1: like okay. fucking albums. I've
2: seen, yeah, I've seen that record. It does look very Native American. I, I totally see what right? you mean because, like, the way they painted his face, they made it very like, yeah, it's not, it's not like a white. <sighs> it's
0: almost like a part of the landscape yeah he's he's one with with nature on the above and but below he still has the essence of civilization
2: yeah interesting
0: that's just what i think but it's an okay one i I paid like seven dollars for mine (laughs) it's fine
2: you know i've always prior to me listening to the gold rush what was the gold wait what's the, the gold rush record what is it called again yeah anyway I think mean, it's something like that. Prior to me listening to that, I always thought that his music was more in the vein of Bob Dylan. And you know my my views on Bob Dylan, I don't I think he's wildly overrated and kind of annoying. But um but yeah, so I always associated him with him with Bob Dylan and just so I never I never cared. But damn was I wrong. And I could be wrong about Bob Dylan too because I've only heard a small handful of his songs. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll do Bob Dylan soon. We've talked about it, so we might do it soon. Who knows?
0: Maybe, maybe we'll do Neil Young soon. Maybe we'll do
2: Neil Young. Oh man,
0: that'd be rad. Do you have? Did I give you any Crosby, Stills, Nash albums? No. Do you have any?
2: No, I don't have any. I don't. But then you told me not to. You said it was just. It was just whatever. The stuff with it, when Neil they, Young was in the band. You said it was just whatever.
0: Well, I mean, the stuff with Neil Young is the only stuff worth listening to, I think, because their first, the Crosby, Stills, Nash first album. It's just them three, and then their next one is when they where they brought in Neil Young for the Deja Vu, and that's a that's a pretty cool album, I guess. But then their it's probably their fourth one because it's called Four Way Street. Cause there's four of them. Yeah. And that was a live one, and that's a pretty good album. Like that's that's one you should probably pick up because that's a
2: banger. Okay, I'll look out for it. I ne- I've I've never really listened. I mean, I, I've never really listened to them, but I've seen like live performances, like on the Woodstock dvd and and just various other things throughout the years but none of it really you know caught my attention enough to search for more but whatever
0: i i have like their first four or five and i paid like nothing for them and i was super excited because they're so iconic right and yeah they are even their name like emerson lake and palmer <laughs> calling your band the last names like that is just boring it's but so Crosby, stupid. stills nash just has this cool ring to it
2: yeah
0: i don't know it's more rock and roll based. it's just it just sounds cool well, and
2: also because it's like they're they're shorter names like emerson lake palmer like there's a lot going on there but crosby stills yeah. nash like th- those are like those are cool sounding last names but emerson lake palmer those are boring like nobody wants to be named with a have a last name of palmer or lake or emerson's kind of cool but i don't know plain old people emerson
0: Emerson is for sure the most lawyer of all their names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is such a lawyer last name. It's crazy. It really is. Crosby, stills Nash was the reason I, I got into Neil Young though. Cause I thought, I thought Crosby stills Nash would have been better than Neil Young. Yeah. So I'd kept four Crosby stills Nash albums and then listening to him. I was like, Holy shit, dude. Everything with Neil Young on is way better than without. And then that's when I started looking out for Neil Young when we get bought our bulk buys and started picking everything out and it's fantastic.
2: Hey man, I, I I agree. Neil Young is really fucking good and people aren't lying when they consider him one of the greats. So there you go. Yeah. Um so we ready to move on to uh the next part? Some new music and stuffs. Moving on, baby. Okay. New music and stuffs. Okay, so we're done with the vinyl pickup songs of the week. So some new album or one new album that was kind of mentionable um that came out this week was Rob Zombie put out his new record called Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I haven't had a lot of time to listen to stuff this weekend, so or this week. So uh yeah, go check it out if you're a Rob Zombie fan. I've been hearing good things about this one. Apparently it's much better than his last record, and his last record wasn't very good. So um so yeah get into that get into the into the new Rob Zombie I assume you didn't listen to it right No, no. I
0: have zero interest in Rob Zombie okay. Not that I think he's bad he's just um he's just kind of poppy uh, uh he's he's a pop artist you know it's yeah. fine
2: Okay but he's good he's better good. than PM 5K and uh some oh. some new songs Gwen Stefani put out um put out a new song called Slow Clap I mean, it's just more of a pop music. It's it's good. She's back, baby. It's not bad. It's good, right? It's not.
0: No, she's back. That's what I'm saying. It's fantastic. It's
2: good. Oh, you like the
0: song? Oh yeah, she's 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 back to to smite all the haters and show everybody what she's made
2: of. I see. I don't. I don't know if clap, you're being sarcastic. Clap 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 clap. So you hate the song, right?
0: It's so stupid, but I love it. Dude, oh. I don't care. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. Her last thing she did was like a Christmas thing. And then before that I don't remember what the, her solo album was like, but I like, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm super stoked for this. Absolutely. I enjoyed
2: it too. I thought it was fun too. I mean it's 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 ridiculous pop music. It's just straight fun. Nothing to really look into, it's just fun. So
0: it's very reminiscent of her bananas. B A N A S, yeah. but not
2: as but not as annoying as that song because that song was pretty fucking annoying.
0: Oh, that song's a banger. The no, song is bananas, as Kelly no. says in the office. Bananas. Oh god.
2: Ah oh, no, don't 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 don't. But I'm not do not do not but i am not going to play it because we'll probably get a season and desist because she's too famous. <laughs> um, the Mighty Mighty Bostones put out a record call or put out a song. Sorry, a song called "I Don't Believe in Anything." I mean, this is the this is them. This is what they sound like. This is. This is everything like you'd expect from
0: down him. this is i have no i have no time i have no interest in this whatsoever
2: <laughs> i think another reason why i put this on here was because i kept thinking of what mike posted in our group chat about ryan that picture oh, yeah. he took of ryan oh dude it was if okay so we have a group chat our friend ryan came home he was wearing like his his, his nicer like shirt and he had like these white sunglasses on and then our friend Mike, Mike, of, Mike, friend of the pod, Mike. Fuck, dude, I can't even speak. Mm-hmm. He took a picture of Ryan and said he just got back from the mighty, mighty Boston's audition, and it was just <laughs> like the perfect caption to the perfect picture. Like it was just, it was so fucking funny. I, I'm still laughing at it. I was still <laughs> laughing about it. It's so dumb. Hey, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the last thing we have here.
0: It's really good. <laughs>
2: have, it was probably one of like the the better jokes mike has ever said ever <laughs> it was solid but uh the last thing i have here is danny elfman uh you put out a new song he's actually coming out with a new record soon but the the song is called kick me and if you don't know who danny elfman is he was the singer for oingo boingo and also he pretty much did all the music for nightmare before christmas he was the voice of Jack Skellington. He's not no fucking just,
0: Danny Elfman. Is, fucking, is Yeah, like he's fucking
2: done everything.
0: He's everywhere.
2: He really is. And uh but he's like a true kind of like punker at heart, you know, because of Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo was kind of like early eighties punk, you know? Or late seventies? I don't remember. But anyway, so put out the song. Josh Freeze played on this song and the entire record. Uh Warren Fitzgerald also plays guitar on this song. So it's kind of like the Vandals with Danny Elfman. And it's really, I think this song is really, really catchy. And its I think it's fucking awesome. It's so good. So here it is. Uh, it's called Kick Me from Danny Elfman. You go, kick me from Danny Elfman. I don't know why you don't like this song. It's I mean, okay. so frantic. It's so frantic and just oh my god, I love it. Josh's playing on this drumming is just—he has like he's going through so many things uh, drumming-wise, and oh dude, this song is just perfection. I love this song. But
0: you just like he has Josh freeze on it.
2: No, it's Fall it's so much more either. than that. It's so much more than that. But then. Okay, bring it back to Josh Freese. Like he has so many cool parts. Like all these weird kind of like syncopated beats, and then he gets like, like out of control and some crazy cool drum rolls that he plays. I don't know, man. His his drumming is top notch on this. And Danny Elfman and the way like he plays off the drum or the or Josh plays off of Danny Elfman's vocals is just, damn, dude, it's so good. I love it, absolutely love it.
0: I mean, I'm I'm interested and if and when an album comes out. I mean, that would be an interesting thing to do. I mean, I don't think he's ever released an album outside of maybe like something when he was in Oingo Boingo.
2: So yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, we should do an Oingo Boingo record. It'd be kind of cool. Th- I think cool. my, I think my mom because my mom has a still has a bunch of vinyl records in storage, and every time I see her, I say, "Have you gone through the storage unit to to find them, to to look for them for me or whatever?" And she's like, "No, I just haven't gone yet, whatever." Cause I know she has like several Oingo Boingo records and she has, she ha- I know she has a lot of stuff in there like Zeppelin, uh, Rush, Queen. She has like a lot of good stuff in her storage unit, but she won't go through it and it's annoying cause I really want some of this shit and that's, cause I know that's she'll just give it to the, me.
0: That's like, you don't want to go through it either cause then it's like messy or something. Didn't we talk about this? You don't want to go through it by yourselves. Wait, what? Because I, I said why don't you just go do it You keep asking her to do it Why don't you just go do it And you said that you don't want to do it And then you gave me a reason That didn't make any sense Now I can't remember that reason Because <laughs> I don't, why I don't, don't, don't I you just reason. go do it yourself
2: I think because I, she, wouldn't, she wouldn't let me And I wouldn't know where to look Because like she knows where every Like she has a lot of stuff And she knows where everything is And I wouldn't know where it is So I would just be looking
0: for free so records, I would pull the entire storage unit out and put it back exactly how it was, <laughs> minus the records.
2: But even then, my mom wouldn't even let me do that. There's no way. Maybe, no maybe way.
0: that was the reason.
2: Yeah. She would have to go through every... I think, oh, you know what I probably said? I, I probably said like something that would probably take an hour or two to do would stretch over like eight hours because she would have to open every box, every tub, and look through everything just to look through it. Because that's what she does. She has to look through everything just to do that. And that drives me insane. But, And so that's prob- that might be the reason why. But anyway, I don't know. I got distracted. So that's all I got for new music. And um, you ready to, to get into some other stuff in the music world?
0: Let's get into some other stuff in the music world.
2: Okay, so the first thing here... Uh, actually, this is not really music related, <laughs> but I wanted to bring it up. And I put it on here at the last minute so you, you wouldn't see it. But... Our boy Cristiano Ronaldo, he is now the greatest soccer player of all time. He just per, he just surpassed Pele in the most professional go- goals scored. I think at like seven seventy seven hundred seventy goals right now, that is insanity. I, he just beat Pele because Pele had seven seven hundred sixty seven, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, Ronaldo beat him, and he's still you know still cranking out goals. So he is now the greatest soccer player of all time crazy right uh,
0: that's a lot of goals i mean that's i mean we're getting up there into like barry bond status of home runs and that's yeah and i mean baseball players play 180 games a year so that's that's a lot of goals Mm
2: -hmm. and think of it this way too jeff he's played in like a lot of the major leagues he started in portugal the portuguese league then he went to england played in the premier league for what five years four years And then he went to the La Liga, played there for seven years, I think, and now he's in Italy. And three seasons into Italy, and he's still killing it. Like this guy is just not like a one trick pony with one team. Like he's gone to several teams within different leagues with different styles of play and still killed it. That is the most impressive part for me at least.
0: I mean, over the course of of, of like twenty years. That's yeah. That's a that's a long time. Because Paley barely play like 20 years also
2: yeah and he spent like a good chunk of his years here in america too playing for the cosmos in new york (laughs) so i mean there wasn't very much competition there you know there wasn't a lot of competition back there in the late 70s early 80s i think ronaldo is just dude he's a fucking beast i don't care what anyone says he is the greatest soccer player like even before this I i always thought he was and you you would always make fun of me but Dude, he's just no, he's unreal.
0: Nobody makes fun of Ronaldo because he's not good. People make fun of Ronaldo because people like you gush over him. <laughs>
2: because but, he's so good. But nobody and makes so fun, fun, fun of Ronaldo because
0: he's not good. It's like making fun of like Jeter. Like nobody makes fun of Jeter because he's not good. People make fun of Jeter because it's kind of a little quirky weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, damn, everybody damn. knows Ronaldo's good. He's always been good. In his youth career yeah. he was good. Like he's always been good.
2: Yeah, it's true. But, oh know. boy. So yeah, I wanted to th- no I wanted to throw that in there mainly because I know you would uh you get irritated by it. So yeah. there you go. Uh let's see here. What what do we have next? Corn, my favorite band. They're doing a, a live stream, concert live stream on April twenty third. If you're into that, go pay for it and uh watch it. So the do that. Rivers is doing a live concert tonight. Are they really? Have you seen
0: Patty's baby boy?
2: Oh yeah, duh. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? I forgot we, today's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, it means nothing now that we're not college kids that go out drinking.
2: <laughs> I know, right? And we can't even go out to bars anyway because everything's kind oh, of closed still.
0: I can't.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of can too, but I have to be outside to drink. I'm not allowed to be in, indoors and drink. That's illegal. Yeah. Well, well not sense. illegal. We're just, we're just told not to do it, so it's not illegal, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, they... Um, Billy Corgan said today on his live stream that him and Jimmy Chamberlain were in the studio for roughly 16 days. They tracked all the drums for 32 songs for the new Pumpkins record. And that's impressive. 16 days, 32 songs. I mean, Jimmy Chamberlain is just, dude, he's the best. Not the best, but he's amazing. <laughs> and then even Billy Corgan said, because he wasn't like taking questions, he was just talking about it. And he was saying, like, he says, the last record had a, not a lot of Jimmy Chamberlain, like his signature style. But he said that this next record is like all Chamberlain, like he's just, like he kind of compared it to Zeitgeist, to the Zeitgeist record, and just he's just going off and just, just being an amazing drummer. So I'm stoked. So he he also said like the new record should be done within the next five months, and then it'll be released after that. So I'm thinking by the end of the year, maybe early next year, new Pumpkins record. I'm stoked totally okay. stoked sure and uh Stoke mxpx soaked. mxpx they're putting it out a box set and are you going to buy this no <laughs> i didn't no. see the price how much was it
0: it's a lot it comes out to like i can't remember but it, it comes out to like 25 or 30 dollars a record
2: Ooh, that's worse than the mars volta one
0: i mean this is like i think it's 12 records
2: oh it's 350 bucks
0: so, but there's a lot of other stuff too, and something they're, they they kind of do, cool. Maybe I'm reading it. Maybe I read the wrong thing, but no, yeah, it's this one. They they took a lot of like fan letters from mm-hmm. over the years, and they're putting them in a book, just like random okay. letters that 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 Mike and, and, and Yuri and them think It's funny, and they put them in a book, and he read one of them, and it was kind of funny, it made me chuckle. So I think that's kind of cool. And there's a lot of like little things that are in this that kind of make it worth it. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not a super fan. There's only like four MXPX albums I would even want. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that this is going to spur more pressings, and they're going to repress other things. Because those, I you would think so.
2: Get. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they probably will. They're still a, a pretty active band. I'm sure they're they're going to repress them individually. It says yeah. it's limited to 1,500 copies too.
0: I mean, so. you know, it's going to sell out, and you know, I mean, I think it was on sale today, actually.
2: Uh Yeah it was March Fuck what's the day uh, March 19th Oh Mar- okay that No so Friday. so Friday Yeah Friday at 10 Pacific time That's when MX- the pre-order is up.
0: MXPX because they've been around for so long And because of the different Kind of uh, scenes they've been in yeah. They have a large following And they have They have like a rabid fan base But they're not outspoken Like a lot of other Like Tool fans are they're, they're more yeah. kind of like low key, but they'll buy everything up. And I mean, Mike Herrera released that, that life in quarantine double LP vinyl thing. And that sold out fucking super damn quick. And a lot of the things they released, a lot of singles they release, sell out really quick. So, I mean, MXPX is, uh, they're a force to be reckoned with.
2: True. And when you think about it too, they, they, they also were huge in the Christian yeah. rock community. So, I mean, they have that huge fan base of not only just being in christian rock but then also the people who kind of went out and explored other genres outside of that but still went back to mxpx like they have just this crazy fan base and then also when you think about it there's only three guys in the band so it's like when you're splitting up royalties there's a lot less to split up than like the mars volta (laughs) who is primarily yeah omar and cedric but they've also had like 15 other band members throughout the years
0: That's the thing. It's so, not even like it's not even just that there's three people in the band. It's like the same three people since yeah. the mid-90s.
2: Well, they have added one guy, I think, in the last like six or seven years, but still, he's, he's for like the like most a, he's part. He's like a
0: backup guitarist, so Mike can sing and, yeah. and not have to worry about some of the bass parts.
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, so... If
0: they, if they repress Buffalo and Ever Passing Moment, those are easy snatch-ups. I'm going to snatch those up. Teenage Politics, I'm going to snatch up. And then probably... If they do a lot of their cover ones, like on the cover too or on the cover, I'll snatch those up.
2: I don't know if I'd pick up any of them honestly <laughs> maybe maybe the one with uh responsibility what the fuck is ever that? ever passing that?
0: moment two thousand baby. Yeah,
2: maybe that one, but yeah, outside of that, I don't know if i'd if I'd pick up any of them See, unless they're I, really cheap I,
0: I think I think we need to do an m x p x thing because maybe it's been a long time since you listened to them but it has been a long time they're better than you they're better than you think they are now I've never had any now they're better
2: better. I've never had any issues with them ever I've always everything I've heard I've always enjoyed but I've it's never been enough to hook me and then I'm looking like
0: everything it's probably like every passing moment because that had buildings tumble that had responsibility those are that was a good record and then my life story the opening track Mm
2: -hmm. don't
0: hate me oh man oh dude that's a banger (laughs) song too like this band is just unbelievable, and talk about just progressing better and better, but still keeping the same style. It's just these guys are fantastic, and they're always so fucking nice. And Mike yeah, was like always it, right? so nice, and he's always so friendly. He's just like a, he's like a better John Feldman. He's just, he's just, <laughs> he's so great. Everybody wants to work with him.
2: Everyone wants to work with Feldman too, unfortunately. I think everybody <laughs>
0: wants to work with Feldman because he he he's smoking mirrors. He, he makes you believe that he's gonna do something for your career and all he's gonna do is just popify you and make you kinda lame.
2: <laughs> that's true. Uh I also noticed too every record has is its own variant. Yeah so that's pretty cool too. I like that. Yeah. Because Mars Volt aren't doing that. They're doing all black.
0: Which is I but. think that's very weird for that price point.
2: Yeah. But they, according to the, according to Clouds Hill, the people who are putting it out, they say you get a, you get better integrity and a better sound on black vinyl than See, color. I don't think. I don't, think that I don't at know at how all, true that is.
0: Because if you just watch YouTube videos on how, on how like vinyls made, yes, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of like reaching into the bucket of black PVC or whatever the the the, the plastic waxes. is, or reaching into a bucket of like red. There's it, no yeah. fucking difference. This That's what I was in 21. This is not like 1970 where, you know, things are still like the wild west out here. No, <laughs> it makes no difference. Yeah. I mean, picture discs yeah. sound fine.
2: I don't have any picture. Di- oh no, I have one picture disc, but I haven't listened to it yet.
0: What do you have? What is it?
2: <laughs> that return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. yeah the yeah, one yeah, with yeah, wicked yeah, on it.
0: Yeah. 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 I, have, I have one picture disc also.
2: Which one is, do you have?
0: I have three. Oh God. Burn. That's
2: not a good record. <laughs> you gotta and have a
0: thriller, though.
2: No, you don't have to have thriller if it's but not by a good time. Record, you you realize "Thriller"
0: was our favorite song, dude. Shut <laughs> up. Way too long.
2: That's a good song, though. No, not, I mean, "Thriller" is a good song, but that NFG song is really good too. So, I guess that kind of segues us into the ne- to the next part. Do we want to talk about this part?
0: Yeah, I mean, you just, I just, I brought up the segue, and okay, did so you read the whole thing or no?
2: I read the entire statement. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the, uh, was Steve Klein? Is that his name? Right? Yeah. So he was the former guitar player for newfound glory. Co-founder. Can, yeah. Co-founder. Yeah. He, uh, was it 2014 or something like that? He, uh, he was fired from the band because of, uh,
0: child pornography, these, allegations. child pornography. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's what it was. And then he put out this long statement and I read the whole thing and he was kind of like, at this point, you know, it's been seven, eight years. And like he was saying what he had to do with the court system. Like he had to make a plea and now he could finally talk about what actually happened. And it, I mean, if if he's being truthful about it, it really wasn't as bad as the media was making it out to be. I mean, it's not great, but it's not as bad. You See, know?
0: like, so I read that as well. I, I read it as or that way as well. I, I read the whole thing and I was like, you know, like I feel bad for him because... Like, he he lost, like, custody of his kids, and, like, they, they mm-hmm. moved away, and he probably has no contact with them, and, like, it sucks that he joined a website that's supposed to be only for 18 and over, and all these things, and I read it, and I let it percolate, and then it just made me more mad. Like, I got more and more irritated. I was like, you know, if if this was anybody, else, like, this guy was, was talking about how he, after eight years, he finally got a plea down to some felony charge, but if he's good, and doesn't look at pictures of minors, then it'll be it'll be dropped into a misdemeanor or something like that. I was like, you know what, fuck well, he this had to guy. D- no, he had
2: to do. He said he had to do a month of or a, a year of probation, and then after the probationary period, he would it would be reduced to a misdemeanor. That is but he would still bullshit, dude. This guy yeah. is
0: full of shit. He was looking at so? a picture, dude. You can't you can't tell me. And they brought in like um like pediatricians. Is that a, the right word? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, that's a, what that's a, a what damn it
0: they brought in like kid doctors to, and then it's like, dude, how do you not? And the, his, his biggest defense was, okay, I joined a website that's only supposed to be for 18 and over and they check IDs. Okay, bro. Yeah. And the next one was, I couldn't see their faces. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, how did you not? Oh my God. It's just a fucking terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And I think this guy's a shithead, head and he's fucking lucky that he has money. Otherwise he has to be sitting in prison. This guy's a scumbag. I f- cannot stand this dude. And it makes sense, too, because then he was complaining, oh, my bandmates dropped me. or They, they kicked me out of the band and they didn't even let me explain myself. And it's like, dude, first of all, mm-hmm. like uh, Gilbert was married to, was it Gilbert? He was married to Haley Williams and he treated her like shit, too. So yeah, he So this whole band's a bunch of fucking douchebags, man. Ugh. <laughs> Gross <laughs> douchebags. And like this, and it's like New Found Glory is not the first pop punk band or any other band of this Indie scene, emo scene, to be or to be uh, coming out with allegations of sexual misconduct. Right, it's coming out all the time, and it's always yeah. bands of this era.
1: Yeah,
2: because
0: they and, prey on the Warped Tour crowd. They prey on young kids. They prey on young girls. Fuck this band. Fuck this guy. Somebody made a good. Teasing.
2: Somebody did make a good point in the comments, though, that a lot of this could have been a knee-jerk reaction from the band, the label, the managers, and all that stuff because of all the stuff that had happened with Ian Watkins from uh, La- the Lost, Lost Prophets. Prophets. Yeah. And so a lot of people were saying like maybe that's why he was treated the way he w- or Steve Klein was because of nobody wanted to be associated with something that was similar to, to Ian Watkins because what Ian Watkins was doing was just I mean that's absolutely horrific worse, like but yeah this it was unbelievable what he was doing but
0: but dude like, I, I don't know who know. I mean who the, knows these bandmates point. know like I that's why I mean uh, just one thing I, that's why I always complain about Subway and I. I really don't eat at Subway because of the whole Jared Fogle thing. And to think that nobody yeah. knew that he what he was doing, nobody in, in the executive branch of Subway, nobody, nobody higher up knew what he was doing is naive to think. It's silly. Yeah. Everybody knew what he was doing and nobody said a goddamn thing. Steve Klein's bandmates knew what he was doing. They didn't say a damn thing because they were doing the same thing. And that's why they cut ties with them so quick because yeah, they probably hide the fucking hard drives, creepers. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then you That's look at Warped like Warped Tour you know, is
0: right. Warped Tour is for teenagers.
2: Yeah, and look at the creepiness of Jesse Lacey, you know, from Brand New. I mean, that was that shit's crazy too. But
0: it's this no, scene, no, no. dude. This scene is just. Uh, I mean, we kind of grew up in this scene, and we never. But saw But then when you it. think
2: about it. But but honestly though, like I mean obviously it was bad, but was it really that different than the scene in the eighties or even nineties or seventies, you know? This shit has been always going on. It's not like it's anything new. It's just now we're kind of seeing like, oh, people our age are getting busted for this kind of stuff, but it's just like this shit's been happening forever.
0: See, I don't so I don't know, know because no, I feel no. like I feel like the scene in like the seventies or eighties was a little more even age wise, because
2: it wasn't like though Like
0: Warped Tour Yeah of course it was Warped Tour is directed To be like an all ages event So you have like 11 12 year olds Actual children At Warped Tour Pre-teens yeah. At Warped Tour And these guys yeah, are true. not These guys are not 15 year olds Playing in these bands I mean we're talking yeah, Like that's Late the 20s, early 30s Early yeah. 20s That's a big difference yeah. As opposed to like Poison's first show Where they were probably Like 21 And yeah Maybe there was like 17 year olds there so just the age difference, I think, is just it's too big. It's too big.
2: No, you have a good point there.
0: And I, I don't know, like Newfoundland Glory is a Warped tour band because that's just that's just how I remember them and that's probably where most of their
2: mm-hmm.
0: predatorial instincts come out, is that Warped tour. Warped tour is now that I think about it, do warp tour is probably like ugh, ugh. like a fucking haven for these freaks.
2: Probably. And then, you know, young girls not really just being naive, you know. Yeah, they don't know kind of I don't know and they're being groomed and yeah it's fucked up man it's so fuck you. this steve klein
0: guy he's a and then he, he he produced one of the man overboard records but it wasn't i don't think it's the one that i have I almost i was gonna get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> i was all mad
2: oh god all right did, so we got anything else to talk really about so or what
0: no that's it
2: what do you got that's it okay All right, well, uh, yeah, this is Asinai Radio. Thank you all for listening. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinai Radio. Thank you for listening. Listen to the main episode because we're getting into the Google Bordello album, Gypsy Punks, Underdog World Strike. So get into that. And uh, that's it. That's all. Thank
1: you.